Welcome to One Big Thought Podcast. This is the podcast for real ministry for the majority. Hey, we are on episode six, and I am joined with Ken Hester. What's up, Ken? What's up, everybody? And of course, Jamie Buford as well with us on this program. Hey, guys. Hey, do you guys all have a good New Year's? Yes. We're we're in January, January 12th. We've made it. Yeah, this is like (laughs) two weeks in. Like, I feel so accomplished. <laughs> I know, right? Like we made it through 2020 we and survived. survived 2020. And now here we are in 2021. And hey, here's to a good year. We already kicked oh, it off this please. year with an, tell me how, <laughs> tell me how incredible last week's podcast was with Jay. Come yeah, on. Jay. Oh my gosh. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still playing the same song over, <laughs> I and, know. over and over again. Yes. Yeah. And so for those of you who are now joining us on episode six, if you missed any of the previous episodes, make sure you go back and listen to those. And of course, make sure you subscribe, make sure you comment, make sure you like it, make sure you share this podcast. We're excited. And I was looking at some of our stats. Do you realize that uh, already within the first uh, six weeks that we are hitting every single state in the country? People are Come listening on. to the podcast in every state <laughs> in the country. We are in the UK, which is pretty awesome. Yes, uh, and we are in uh, Russia. Uh, we got Russia. Uh, uh, I don't know right. how to say welcome uh, in, in Russian, but we might be getting hacked right now. We're glad that, that you're here. <laughs> and uh, nope, nope. And in New Mexico, of course, as well. So, so hello to everybody listening so cool. uh, in the continental awesome. U.S. as well as overseas and in Mexico. We're excited about where this podcast is yes. going to take us because, as we say in the beginning that hopefully that this podcast is addressing real things that you're going through, you the listener right now, that you're walking through in your ministry, whether, again, whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, whether you're at a big church, a little church, any church in between, whether you are the only staff or you have a staff of 50, 60, 70 people plus, uh, hopefully whatever we talk about here is the things that you're dealing with right now uh, in real time. Yeah, we want it to be applicable, right? So we don't want it to just be some pie in the sky thought. We want it to be practical and applicable to where you are in ministry and helpful in any way possible. So today's one big thought, where are we going to go today? That's the big question. The big thought for today is vision, mission, and planning. How are you going to execute this year, 2021, going into our second week of the year with vision, mission, and planning? Yeah, and I know I, I'm wondering if it looks a little different for everyone else out there as it certainly does for us. Here at Crossroads, we used to have a really structured, really solid way that we would do our annual mm-hmm. planning. And um, guys, how has COVID changed that? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it blew it up, that's for sure. Uh, Jamie, as you mentioned, for years at, at Crossroads, we've always been long term planning church. And when I took over three years ago as senior pastor, I wanted to dial that even more. I'm a, I'm a long-term planner. I love planning. I love goal setting. And so we started implementing the vision traction document. It's a VTO, vision mm-hmm. traction document that covers your vision, your traction, and then breaks it down really from 10-year to 3-year to 1-year to 90 days. And it's based off of your overall vision and mission of a church. So the way that I would answer this question is that it it doesn't work that way anymore for <laughs> yeah. our church. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Not because that's a bad thing, but because honestly, we don't know what's going to happen a month from now. And because of COVID, right. things keep changing here in North Carolina. It keeps changing. And uh, mm-hmm. so we went from being fully open pre-March to being fully Sunday morning, all online for months and months and months. And then we're back partially and we're still like that. We're still partially back because of space limitations. And so, Knowing that, 
a lot of our programmings uh, aren't happening. A lot of the ministries that we typically would do have shifted online or not at all. And we're in this major hybrid state. So for us as a church who we like to plan for sure, solid a year plan, sermons, programming, calendar events, budgeting, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's been pretty difficult to do that. Now we still are doing that, but it's not with the vision traction documents. So we had to basically come off of what we used to do and figure something else out. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of churches uh, find themselves that way, you know, whether even if it wasn't as long term as 10 years, they're, they're usually at least planning out a one year, you know, okay, this is what 2021 as a whole right. the theme is going to be, or the direction, the series, uh, whatever, you know, creative elements, but, you know, creative elements in person versus online are, are totally different. They translate differently. Um, series obviously translate differently based on the, the flow or based on the climate of your city, your state, your country, and how all of that is, is normally changing, but it's rapidly changing now, even more so week to week, month to month, as you mentioned. So, you know, I think one of the things that, that we're trying to do um, and we're, we're encouraging a lot of other churches to do is figure out how to do bite-sized chunks of that. You know, like what is a bite-sized chunk of a 10-year plan or um, a three-year plan or even a one-year plan? How do you make, how do you, how do you transition that and, and wrap your brain around things changing so quickly? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. part of the thing too is it's similar to the saying, the message hasn't changed, but the method has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true this last year with church in general, that a lot of people who are listening right now, the message of the gospel hasn't changed, and maybe your mission and vision hasn't changed, but the methodology and how you get that across has certainly changed. I would say the same thing goes with your planning. And so for us, the our mission and vision and values haven't changed but how we actually get there with goal setting has completely changed this year. Yeah. So with all of these new challenges that COVID has thrown to long-term planning, have you found that you need to shift your focus and and in what ways? Yeah, I think that, you know, shifting the focus versus shifting the methods and shifting how we do it are, are a little different. So I think the focus is been COVID shifted, meaning Prior to COVID, I think a lot of churches were f- like fully in person and a little online, if at all. Well, part of the shift of focus, and Ken, maybe you can speak to this real quickly, and then I'll speak to a little bit about our defining culture and our values and, and how that plays into it. But Ken, how has that shift happened, focus versus in person and on- online, especially in the last couple of months? Yeah. I mean, again, every church is a little different. So you've got, and you've, you've, at least for Crossroads, you know, we've gone from, like you said, fully online to partial in-person. So now your, your focus has gone, well, now I've got people in the room where we had like a full online worship service that was planned and executed and run and, and done well. And then, you know, from a sound engineering lighting, all of that was pre thought through because it was thought through the lens of online. Well, then you shift again and say, well, now we've got people in the building, even if it's 30% capacity, you know, we've got 200 people in the building or you've got 50 people in the building and your focus changes because now they're, they're live, they're in person, they're in front of you. So now you begin to neglect the 
you know, potential hundreds plus that are now watching uh, online still. So the sound is different. The lighting is different. The, the experience is different than the, what they've really seen over the last, you know, six months plus. So you've got to, you've got to kind of make sure that it, it's almost like, um, uh, driving a stick shift, right? You've got to give enough clutch and enough gas in order to move forward. But if you do all clutch or you do all gas, you're just going to stall out. And I think that's where a lot of churches are kind of facing right now is now that we do now that at least in, in a good part of the country, there is some semblance of both. How do you do both? Well, yeah. And I think part of the thing too, if I could speak to just some, a few moments on focus, right? So, what Ken is speaking to is is the method to what's been happening fully in person, then fully online, then a hybrid approach back, which I think a lot of people are, are in and navigating those challenges. But one thing for us that I'll speak to just from a crossroads position, because I think it's probably similar in a lot of areas, is that who we are as a church, our culture, what we do as a church and what makes us unique, none of that changed because of COVID. Right. The methodology certainly has changed. So I think that what people can really do, even when you don't know how to plan that long-term planning is dig deeper in who you actually are as a church. I think for us, one of the benefits, I don't think it's all bad of what's been happening, honestly. I think there's a lot of really good things that we've learned as a church over the last several months uh, during the ups and downs of COVID. And one of the things that you can do this year, if you're struggling with long-term planning, just dig deeper in who you actually are. I think we lose sight of that. I think we get so goal focused or forward thinking, or we go from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday to Sunday, that maybe this is an opportunity for you to actually dig deeper into who you are as a church. So for us, you know, we focused in on defining who we are as a church. So our our culture and our values. So we got four main values: authentic relationship with Jesus, Word of God, people, and excellence. And so we've been able to spend time over the last couple of months digging deeper into those, a lot of inner staff communications and videos that we do that really help with all those things as well. And then what makes us unique? I think that's also a big part of it is the uniquenesses of a church. Uh, I would I would highly recommend uh, out of everything that we're talking about when it comes to speaking who we are as a church and vision, mission. So a lot of churches might have a vision statement or a mission statement. I think probably every church has got some sort of yeah. catchy phrase, right? Yeah, every church has that. But do you know what makes you actually unique as a church? I think that's a different question. One of the best that's things good. that yeah, that's one of the clarifier. yeah, one of the best things I think we did as a church was let's let's take time. We did this with our staff, we did it with our elders, we did this with our team and really pounded out what are three things that make us unique? Not better, not better than other churches, but just what makes Crossroads specifically unique. Mm-hmm. A lot of the pastors that I meet with and talk with ask that question and it really gets them to think. So if anything out of what I've said up to this point in this podcast, maybe you need to take some time and just think if you had to define yourself, what makes three, what are three things that make you unique? What are those for us? Just to give you an idea. Ours is that we are a multicultural, a multi-generational and a city reaching church. Those three things make Crossroads very special and very unique. The fact that we are a very multicultural church makes us unique the fact that we have something from young kids all the way through senior adults makes us unique, and we have heavily invested city-reaching partnerships. So perhaps that during this challenge of focus, perhaps spending some time on making sure you know who you are and what makes you unique is probably really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so you mentioned the word vision multiple times there. We're talking about planning. One of the things that you have to look at when you're talking about vision and planning is how you're going to measure things, how you're going to measure your growth, your goals, goals being met, success. That all looks different as well now too. So what are we using? What is Crossroads going to use this coming year to measure those things? Yeah. You know, as it, th- this question actually kind of loops back to the first question, right? We're, we're used to that 10 year, three year plan, one year, you know, goals, um, 90 day um, deliverables, whatever they are. And now you've got to rethink what those are. You know, how do you measure growth? What do goals look like? How does, um, how do you know that you're winning? Um, what does success really look like? And, you know, weekly attendance is harder and harder to track, right? Like, like we, you know, your in-person attendance versus your online attendance and then online attendance based on your platform is all over the place as well. You know, mm-hmm. you, we've got 20,000 people watching on Facebook. I mean, do you really like, <laughs> have you, because one of the things that we, we equate attendance to is individual people, right? So mm-hmm. there is every, every person out there, every, if it's an IP address or whatever, they represent a name, they represent a story, they represent someone who matters to God. And so we've got to make sure that we're measuring things, not just based on an attendance or a number or a a data spreadsheet, but on actual engagement and relationships and care and connection. And that's where, you know, as a church, we've decided kind of to implement um, kind of this seven 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 planning for for twenty twenty one. Andy, why don't you speak a little of that? Yeah, I think what, like I said, one of the struggles that we have is historically we've been a very deeply planned goal setting uh, metrics and all that goes with it type of planning. Uh, we've shifted, as Ken just said, to the most important thing isn't an IP address. It's the person behind the IP address. It's how are we actually connecting with people that is more important than just the numbers that we're seeing. But for our team, as, as the lead pastor, I still want to know, hey, are we actually succeeding in anything? <laughs> I think that you know what we don't want to do is just throw out and say, oh, COVID, okay, I guess we don't have to make any plans, and, and I guess we're just going to go week to week and hope we win. Uh, I'm just not wired that way, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. But it was really challenging to find, well, then how do we actually measure any kind of success? So as Ken just said, we created what's called a 777 document. We use Formstack. Uh, I'll just let you a little insight as to what we're doing as a church. Uh, so we created a Formstack, and really it's real simple. It's seven ministry goals, seven personal wins for the next seven months. The reason why we chose 777 is because our fiscal year, our, our actual calendar cycle fiscal year for our church ends July 31st, which is seven months from January, obviously. So so based off and of- seven is the perfect number. And seven is the perfect number. So, so, you know, that was just a, that was just an extra <laughs> bonus win that made us look really spiritual, you know? Yeah. Uh, but what we did is say, okay, based off of where we're heading in the church as a church for next year, our theme for the church, which I think we're going to talk about next real quickly, uh, the sermon series- uh, all the departments, we need seven ministry goals that you as a department person are going to come up with. And then seven personal wins, which could be, I want to be healthy this year. I want to spend more time with our spouse. And then what we're doing real quickly is we are pairing everybody up. We already did this. We did it through Zoom call, by the way. We had our senior leadership on Zoom. 
and we I hit random room selection and whatever room you landed in, that was the person that is your accountability person for the seven months. So it kind of made it a little unique in that way, but the 777 form document, we'll put it in the show notes so people can check it out if you want to use something like that. Yeah, and I love the seven you know, personal wins. So I think so many times we get wrapped up in, in how we're moving the organization forward that we lose sight of how we're moving ourselves forward. And ultimately, if, if I don't move me and my family forward in my relationship with Christ, physically, emotionally, you know, if I'm not moving that forward, then it's very difficult to move the ministry forward. So I love that you added that in because now I can, you know, read a book. Now I can work out. Now I can eat better. Now I can, I can create some personal wins that, that helps me feel like I'm moving myself forward, which then, you know, gives me more energy and more direction and more drive to move the ministry Mm -hmm. forward as well. Yeah. And that ultimately benefits the ministry as well. But as speaking as church staff, it's nice to work for an organization that cares about your personal goals as well, enough to ask you about them. Um, So guys, if long-term planning and goals are so difficult right now to navigate, um, what can a church be focusing on? Andy, you mentioned that we, Crossroads as a church, we have a theme for every year. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, I think the simple answer to that question, because I, I just know, because I talk to enough pastors regularly, I just know that a lot of people are struggling with planning out a typical year next year. So again, what I would recommend is, well, pray about God giving you a word for the year, a theme for yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that every year as a church. This this last year was transformation. So the whole year is about transformation, and we as a church read through the Bible together. Uh, this next year coming up, um, we're, we're praying through, obviously, as we just now kicked off January and we're in January, we were praying prior to January about what it was going to be. And so uh, what we're doing is we're focusing on evangelism. So our whole focus for this year is evangelism. So I spent time working with our team. I spent time working with multiple key players. And now we're going to be rolling out an evangelistic theme through all of our departments for the entire mm-hmm. year. And here's the bonus that this theme that we came up with for this year, that it can be done no matter what happens in our culture around us, whether we have in-person right. worship or online, whether we have programming or not, we now have something that every department at our church can actually get excited about and get around based off of just a just a theme, you know. And 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 uh, we're reading, mm-hmm. we're preaching through the epistles this year, so we're already in Romans now, so we're going through Romans through the Pauline epistles. So now every department knows, okay, this is where the sermons are going. Our church knows how they can follow along. Uh, mm-hmm. We're focusing on evangelism, which has opened up the door to creative elements, to discipleship pathway, to online classes and programming mm-hmm. for kids and students. So the whole church moves in rhythm. Now, it's not your typical, here's our 90-day rocks, and here's our one-year goals, here's our metric goals and our growth goals, right. because we just don't know. But we can still get excited about what we're doing. And by the way, that 777 document, those seven ministry goals are based off of the theme evangelism where we're heading as a church. So now we're all working in stride together. And that way our team now is actually excited about this year, as opposed to going into 2021 with much fear and anxiousness. We actually went into 2021 pretty excited about what God's trying to do in the life of the church. Yeah. And, and I love that too. Uh, you know, as a, as part of the team, right. I'm not the lead pastor, and as, as you were talking about, you know, all right, lead pastors pick a theme. 
Well, in conjunction, as you just mentioned, with that 777 document, now that now that as lead pastors come up with those themes and that direction for the overall church, then now I've got I'm, I play. How do I play my part? How did my seven uh, support that theme? So how right. evangelistically am I thinking through online you know, viewers and, and equipping them and instructing them and giving them resources to, you know, learn and understand what evangelism looks like in their lives. How are we doing that from a connections standpoint and how are we connecting people in a way that now they're connected to spiritual growth classes, they're connected to all these other uh, small groups and, and opportunities to grow in their faith and be stronger in their faith as they share their faith. So um, it's not just, Oh, pick a theme and, and, and run, <laughs> right. but pick a theme and then have it cascade down to the rest of the organization, regardless of how large it is. Yep. If it's yep. just you and a worship leader and a next gen person, that's a volunteer. Great. Like, you can you can still pick a theme and you can still interweave it between all those all three of those um, departments. Yep, absolutely. Well, hey, that is all the time we have for episode six. And oh, uh, I know, it right? So fast. It does, it, so fast. It goes by really fast. Hopefully, yes. it goes by fast for those that are listening. Uh, hopefully, they're not going. <laughs> my goodness, when is this thing going to be over? No, we are here for you. And listen. This is a very important episode, so I encourage you to go back and listen to it again. There'll be show notes with some links that you can go to. And one of the reasons I think that Ken and Jamie and I are so passionate about doing this podcast is because we want to help you, uh, yeah. just like we're trying to help ourselves. Uh, so anything that we can do with you and for you, if you need help with anything we talked about today, with any kind of vision setting or mission or planning, make sure you reach out to us. But other than that, Jamie and Ken, thank you for being on the program again this week. And uh, looking forward to next week. So everybody join us again next yeah. week. They drop every Tuesday. So join us on Tuesday next week for another episode of One Big Thought.